Welcome to the Lose Weight, Live Life podcast. If you're a female professional or entrepreneur who would do anything to lose weight, yet finds it impossible to stick to a diet, to eat less, or just what you think you should, this podcast is for you. I am your host, Certified Life and Weight Coach, Claire McKenzie. Listen in to learn how to stop overeating, lose weight for the last time, and create a relationship with food and yourself that you love all without diet deprivation and self-sabotage. Hi everyone and a very warm welcome to episode number 50. I'm so pleased to be celebrating that the Lose Weight Live Life podcast is a year old this month. Wow, what a milestone. I can't quite believe it. I also can't wait to bring you a new year or another year of weight loss mindset insight and ways to help you create a relationship with food, yourself and your life that you love. I also want to let you know that I'm getting everything ready for the next Lose Weight Live Life Mastermind, which will start in September. This will be a six month mastermind with weekly small group coaching and loads of support to help you figure out how to easily eat in a way that works for you. This looks like balancing eating for fuel and nutrition and nourishment with eating for pleasure, comfort and joy so that you can have the health that you want, buy the clothes that you want, do the activities that you want, all the things. Go to www.thebestyou.coach forward slash mastermind, find out more and reserve your spot. Okay, so today I'm talking about other people's opinions. Now, members of the Lose Weight Live Life Academy have been sharing with me that other people frequently encourage them to eat things that they don't want to eat. And so I wanted to talk more about that and explore ways in which we can handle it. And it led me to think about other ways in which people around us influence what we think, how we feel and what we do or don't do. And we're talking about all of it on today's episode. Now, of course, there are many ways that we're impacted by others when it comes to our eating. But as I was thinking about this, I found four ways that came to mind. So the first of those is thinking about the words that people say to us. So examples could be a positive compliment, such as you look like you've lost weight. And it could be a negative statement like that doesn't look very healthy. Or it could be a question such as, are you on a diet? So we're going to explore each of these in more details. But the first area I want to explore about how we're impacted by others is when other people say certain words to us. Another way is when people physically offer or give us food, whether this is whether this is food people give you as a gift or when somebody brings cake into work because it's their birthday or food that maybe somebody has prepared when you are a guest at their house. Another way I think that people influence what we're thinking and feeling about food is when they eat things in front of us especially when we are working at creating a different relationship with food, or you may relate to this from when you've previously been on a diet. For example, this could be your significant other munching his way through some crisps or biscuits whilst you're watching television together, or maybe him deciding to pour himself a glass of wine with dinner when you didn't plan to have one. And then the fourth area is all about your perceived thoughts about what others may be thinking and feeling. So this is when you change your behavior when you are in the company of other people without them doing or saying anything. You're essentially changing your behavior because of what you think they are thinking. You're changing your behavior based on your assumptions about their mindset. And so we're going to look at each in turn. 
and consider how these situations may be showing up for you in your life and think about what you want to do in response and how your response may be hindering you creating the results that you want. And we're also going to explore what you can do about it. So firstly, we're focusing on what you do in response to the words that other people say to you. Now, the first example that came to mind was my husband or mother saying to me, are you sure you want to eat that? Now, this would typically have been said to me when my latest diet efforts had maybe been going well for a period of time and I was about to eat something that they knew or that they thought I would later regret eating. The problem was that their words were well-meaning, but their well-meaning caution would have the opposite effect to what was intended. As soon as those words or similar escape their mouth, you can be sure that whatever the offending food item was, it would have very quickly disappeared into mine. This is because I would think something along the lines of how dare they comment on what I eat and feel annoyed and then eat in response to that annoyance. Words like these and many other words would trigger me, although I hate the word triggered. It describes well that there are words others can say that cause me to think, feel and act in ways that may appear slightly irrational to a neutral observer. But that's normal when it comes to our relationship with food. Because we make our relationship with food mean so much, it impacts our whole belief system about ourselves. And I want you to notice the layers repeating themselves here. If you can relate to this, take the time now to explore what could be going on for you. When you imagine someone saying those or similar words, how do you feel? What is the thought causing that feeling? Notice what you do or don't do. How is the way that you're thinking about it making it more difficult for you? Let's look at another example. How about the words, go on, a little bit won't hurt. Now, depending on my thoughts when I heard these words, they could have had the impact of making me more or less likely to eat whatever the food in question was. The upside to my sometimes rebellious nature is that sometimes these words would cause me to dig my heels in or maybe lay my spoon down and refuse point blank to eat whatever it was. I would think, how dare someone try to encourage me to eat something that is full of sugar or fat, would be my thought preceding the non-eating of said food. However, other times, maybe when I was desiring whatever it was already, and maybe when I was already experiencing some conflict, I would allow those words to be my permission slip, and I would go ahead and eat whatever it was, and probably later regret it, although sometimes more than others. If you can relate to these words, again, do the work of figuring out how you want to respond when someone says them to you. What do you want to remember to think? What do you want to feel? What do you want to do? I can say that I don't want to ever be persuaded to eat something because of the words someone says to me, unless those words are sharing factual information that I then make an informed decision about or I have an informed thought. I want to learn to trust my own judgment and to know my own mind and how to override the thoughts of my primal brain so that I can easily make the right decision for me knowing that it feels good. Okay, so number three is the question is when someone asks you an outright question such as, are you on a diet or have you lost weight? Now, my thoughts about being asked these questions, like the other words, would be dependent on the person and situation where I was being asked. If someone other than my closest friends or family members asked me if I was on a diet, I would have felt defensive and uncomfortable, all because of my own thoughts and belief system around the theme of shouldn't have to go on a diet because I shouldn't have gained the weight in the first place. If someone asked me if I had lost weight, 
I would experience a mixture of pride, maybe, if I had, and embarrassment, or just pure embarrassment if I hadn't. I would be proud of my achievements, and someone noticing and commenting on that would feel good to me to some extent. But yet, at the same time, I would feel mortified at the fact that someone would be observing me and what I weighed, because that's just what I did. If I was with a group of women and they happened to start talking about what diets they did or didn't like, or talking about anything to do with weight loss, I would feel instant shame because I was overweight and hadn't figured out how to help myself. And it's all of my thoughts that were going on here that created that shame for me. If you can relate to interpreting comments from others as judgments, whether they are or aren't, this is what I want you to know. First, assume people are judging you. Okay, Rather than worrying about whether people are judging you or what they're thinking about you, just assume people judge you. It's human nature to judge others. If you're really honest and ask yourself, I'm guessing that you also sometimes judge other people. You have thoughts about other people, but that's okay. Okay. The fact that other people judge you is neither good nor bad. What others think about you reflects what they think about themselves. What other people think about you has nothing to do with you. Learn that your opinion of yourself is the one that matters. And to know that changing an aspect of yourself, whether being different, losing weight, whatever it is, will not equate to you getting judged less. No matter what size you are, no matter what your number on the scale is, people are always going to find a reason to judge you. And that is okay. All right. Okay. So moving on to number two, the second area, how does it help or hinder you on your weight loss journey when people offer or give you food? That is, let's say, let's assume high in refined sugars and or fats. So maybe you're at work and somebody brings cake into the office because it's their birthday and offers you a piece. And let's imagine that they baked it themselves. What do you think they are going to do? Do you think, I can't say no because I will offend them? Do you think, I don't eat cake anymore unless I really want to eat it and this isn't one of those times? Do you think this is going to leave me feeling bloated and hungry for more sugary food? Do you think I love it when people bring cake in for birthdays because I feel I have permission to eat it? I really encourage you to think about what you would do, how you would feel and what you would think in this scenario because it's going to give you such insight into some of your default patterns underpinning your relationship with food, other people and yourself. Be curious, do you prioritise other people's feelings ahead of your own? Do you believe that you always get to choose what you eat? Why or why not? I encourage you to think about these situations ahead of time when you're not in the moment. Who do you want to be in these situations? Do you want to be the person who has the knack of saying no thank you in a kind and respectful way? Do you want to be the person that thinks, well, I have to have some because everyone else has declined and I feel bad for them? There is no right or wrong, just you thinking about who you want to be. Think about the person that has the relationship with food that you want. That is the weight that you want to be. What would they do in these situations? What I also find interesting when I'm working with my clients is that some people have absolutely no problem saying no thank you in one scenario, but will really struggle to say it in another. It could be dependent on the person you are with or the situation or the food. Maybe some foods create more desire for you and so you tell yourself you must eat it so that you don't offend the person offering it to you even though it's really just because you really like the food that's on offer. And if you didn't over-desire it, you would have no problem politely saying no thank you, and you would not even think that you are offending them. 
This is because our primal brain is sneaky. It lies to us. It has us lying to ourselves and doing things behind our own backs. So get honest with yourself about what is going on for you when you make food choices that are influenced by other people. Okay, so let's move on to the third area that I want to talk to you about, which is when people eat things in front of you and it causes you a problem. Whether the problem is that you end up eating or drinking, whatever it is, because they were eating, drinking it, or that the problem is that you feel miserable or deprived. In these situations, I encourage you to be curious about whether it is the fact that the person is eating in front of you or your thoughts about eating them in front of you. There are so many different things that you could think. So imagine the situation. Sit down with your husband to watch a film and he opens a packet of biscuits. Now you could think, how dare he when he knows I am dieting, leading you to feel angry. You could think, he'll regret eating those, leading you to feel concerned or self-righteous. You could think, I'm so pleased I no longer crave biscuits in the evening, leading you to feel empathy or pride. You could think, those biscuits are my favourite, I really want one, leading you to feel desire. You could think, I could have biscuits if I wanted to, but I would rather look forward to enjoying some ice cream on Friday night instead. You could think, it's not fair that I can't have biscuits, leading you to feel deprived. What you do next will depend on how you feel. If you felt angry, you might walk out and not watch the film and raid the fridge to comfort yourself. If you felt concerned for your partner, you might offer to get him some fruit instead. If you felt pride, you might just allow yourself to be in the moment and enjoy the film. If you felt deprived, you might start to tuck into the biscuits. What I'm showing you here is that what you think and feel has very little to do with the fact that your partner is eating biscuits when you sit down to watch TV together. Because if it did, everyone would be thinking and feeling the same thought, feeling, pairing. It has far more to do with your underlying relationship with food and with your partner. Okay, so the last area to talk about is when we think things about what other people think that leads us to change our behaviour without them saying or doing anything. This may look like you going home to visit your family and noticing that you eat differently when you're with them. This might look like you not having dessert when you know you would normally have it if you were out having a meal with new friends. Okay, so what's going on here? Well, of course, we all have thoughts about other people, essentially our own judgments of them or opinions. You may notice you avoid leaving food on your plate when you eat with some friends because you think they're, they think wasting food is wrong. But I want you to know that you never really know how other people think. Everyone thinks differently. And as I said earlier, what other people think, even if it's thoughts about you, it's really all about them. Maybe you find you drink more with a particular friend because you think she likes to socialise with people who are fun. And you think she thinks people are more fun when they're having lots to drink. And before you know it, you're regretting what you drank, kind of maybe blaming your friend and finding yourself wondering why you did what you did. The key takeaway here is that when we think things, when we make assumptions about what other people are thinking, what's often happening is that it's really our own perception that's playing out in our thoughts. If you think your friend thinks you're more fun when you drink more, chances are that you think that too. 
if you think you shouldn't have dessert because the friends you're dining with at the restaurant are hanging and you think they'll think you're greedy, the truth is that you're thinking that too on some level. You likely don't think that you should order vegetarian just because your friend does, or maybe you do. Notice where you're changing your behaviour around other people and see what's going on there for you. What is it all about? Take a moment to explore and answer that question and you will uncover more about yourself and your relationship with food. Okay, so to recap, a few key takeaways from today are number one, notice when you change how you eat or drink because of the people that you're with. Number two, notice whether it's in response to things that they do or say or just in response to your own framework of thinking about what they're thinking. Be curious about all of it. That's number three. Then number four, notice how you feel. Number five, find how your thinking is creating those feelings. Number six, embrace the fact that it comes from you. It means you can change how you are if you want to. And number seven, remember you don't need other people to do anything differently in order for you to think, feel and do things differently yourself. Isn't that just the best news? Okay, so that's it for today. This month inside of the Lose Weight Live Life membership, we are doing 21 days of daily work on the mindset model. It is exactly the work that will help you apply what you've learned about in this podcast to your life to help you create the relationship with food that you crave. And if you know that you would prefer to work on your relationship with food and lose your weight for the last time alongside a small group of like-minded women, then get yourself on that priority list for the next Lose Weight Live Life Mastermind that starts in September. Go to www.thebestyou.coach forward slash mastermind. Take care and I look forward to speaking to you next week. If you enjoyed listening to this podcast and are ready to live a more intentional life, lose weight as a part of that journey and create a relationship with food and yourself that you love, then I would be honored to be your coach. There are two ways that you can work with me. You can join my monthly membership program, My One Life Academy, that gives you self-paced learning, supported by twice-weekly live calls, and a whole lot more. Or you can join the waiting list for my next six-month Lose Weight, Live Life Group Coaching Mastermind Intensive. Go to www.thebestyou.coach forward slash coaching to find out all the details.